Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Uh, this is the this is this is the second part to another video that I did maybe about a couple of months ago about uh, and go to my timeline and just find a video in my videos in my videos area and just look for a video where I talked about maybe three reasons why the prophets are um, why the prophets overlook you now I'm only gonna give you let me give you one introductory thought before I actually give you the reason number one is this you need to remember that the prophets are people. Let me say that again. You know, I'm a function, but within this function, there's a personality. My name is Alexander. I'm a person with feelings. I have my own fears. I have my own prejudices. I have my own values, my own convictions. I have my own biases. I even have my own sins which means there are certain things that turn me off. Like anybody that knows me will know I hate legalism. You know, I can't even worship in a legalistic church. That's me. I can't do the women can't wear pants. I can't do that. You know, because I did that for many years and I was, I was absolutely miserable. Um, and um, legalism didn't work for me. For other people, they can honestly say if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have this. Not for me. Not for me. Legalism did nothing but harm to me. All right. They called me radical. They called me false. They called me falso. You know, a bunch of stuff. You know, so it just hasn't, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't been favorable. I got healed. I moved on. But I have a, I have a personal preference. I don't like legalism. I can't worship in that type of church. I just, I just can't. Now, if I had to, I would. I just... You just never find me there anymore. I, 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 do you see what I'm saying? That's my own personal bias. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, it doesn't mean that God is not there. Okay, but what I'm trying to establish in your mind is peop, uh, prophets are not just functions. 
their personalities. They're people. And you don't forget that this person can tell God no like Jonah. You know, I know we like to say, whatever God tells me, I'm going to obey. Okay, that's because God hasn't told you. You know, when I hear people say that, that lets me know God rarely speaks to them. When, you know what I'm saying, when you are a real prophet, and when you are a real apostle, and when you are a real believer, or when you are a real pastor, when you are a real evangelist, when you are a real teacher, let me tell you something. There are days where the people absolutely get on your last nerve and you choose to disobey God and say, I'm not prophesying. I'm going home. I'm going home, God. Uh, I'm not going to Nineveh. Just not going, you know? Um, and let's just be honest here. Many of us went home with a word simply because, you know, you just didn't feel like releasing it and nothing happened. Don't, don't get caught up with this. If you don't release a word, God's going to beat you down. Let me tell you something. There have been many words I have not released. God has not beat me down. The most I felt was conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I just told God to forgive me. I was like, Lord, forgive me. I ain't, I ain't saying that. I'm sorry, Lord. I love you. I'm not doing it. You know? Um, and the most he's ever done was just absolutely convict me. He's not destroying my family. When I hear these stories about you know, God destroyed my marriage because I failed to release the word of the Lord. No, baby, you destroyed your own marriage because y'all don't like each other. You know what I'm saying? Don't, 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 don't do that. Do you see what I'm saying? We are real people. Ananias told the Lord, I don't want to prophesy to Paul, uh, Saul. I don't want to prophesy to Saul. I'm not going. He went, but he wasn't going. He was like, uh, mm, not going, Lord. You go. You know what I'm saying? So let me, let me share with you something, that conviction is something that some of us can tolerate. Maybe other people, God might break your car down, make your kids backslide because you're not doing the will of the Lord. God don't deal with me like that. The most he say is, well, son, you're missing out on blessings. And when you stand before me, oh, we're going to talk about that day. We're going to talk about that day, son, when you said, no, I'm not doing it. Okay, let you ride. But when you stand before me, uh, remember, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that day, Moses and Aaron. I'm going to let you ride right now, Moses and Aaron. But uh, in about maybe 15 more years, come up here to Mount Nebo. Come up here to Mount Nebo. <laughs> Do you remember that day that I asked you to prophesy? And the Bible says that our works will be burned up, but we will still be saved. Nobody's going to hell because we didn't release a word. You see what I'm saying? Like, all right, so don't get caught up with the stigma of prophetic language. Prophets stay personally not prophesying to people they don't like on purpose, consistently. And that's something that they literally, we all got to get delivered from. Okay, so um, I haven't even gotten into the message yet. I'm giving, this is my introduction. <laughs> all right, listen. Um, so behind the function... Behind the function, there's a person. And God, watch this. God, because he's sovereign, he chooses to not override that function's personal will. He'll keep edging you on. Give that person a word. Give that person a word. Give that person a word. But he won't force it. Okay, watch this. For those of you that are prophetic and prophets, how many of you can be honest? I'll be the first one. 
I'll be the first one to say, how many of you have taken too long to give a word because you were just waiting too long? And then by the time you went, the glory done passed and you were like, and God gave it to someone else. And you were just sitting by like, man, the Lord done gave me that like five minutes ago and I spent, you want to know why? Because you're not expendable. You see what I'm saying? God will use someone else. God will literally, he'll wait for you for a good 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Like, okay, you know, give him a word, give him a word. And you're like, mm, ah, mm, ah. and God said, okay, pulls it off of you and places it on someone else. Right. And when he places it um, on, when he places it on someone else, um, you have uh, the, the discouragement of going home and like, Lord, you know, father, uh, you know, father, I'm sorry, you know, um, for, you know, forgive me, forgive me, Lord. All right. So now that we established that functions are functions are people, um, I want you to find one of my videos. Just go in my video section of this page. It's one of those videos or it's on Periscope. Go to my Periscope page and I really go into detail as to at least at least three to four reasons why you never get a prophetic word. But here's one that came to me two days ago while I was talking with someone and something uh, that I personally that I personally have seen, uh, you know what I'm saying? Personally have seen uh, in my dealings with prophetic culture for quite some time. And it's this, understand that when a prophet prophesies to you, you might not see it like this, but the truth of the matter is indirectly, they are attaching their name to you. Let me say that again. When the prophet, when a prophet gives you the word of the Lord and let's say it's good or bad, but specifically good, specifically good. There's no way around it. Everyone, you are forever attached to that prophet, that the name of uh, the name of that prophet is now attached to you. And if they got it on video and that thing's and that thing goes cyber and viral you could forget it like that prophet's name is attached to your ministry forever which means you would have to go to each video and tell them to delete it delete it delete it and even with that the amount of people that were there will remember i remember what prophet so-and-so gave you that prophetic word okay so watch this now now just just remember remember that if i prophesy to you i attach pagani on you there's no way around that one and because I know that we get hesitant to prophesy because I might not want to attach my name to you. Now, here is the reason. Here is the reason. Another reason. And you can add this as a part two to go find my other video is this. This is for those of you that are, are, are a bit more mature in ministry. Here's the reason. If that prophet, here it is. If the prophet doesn't believe in your office that you supposedly carry, they will not prophesy to you. So if you have the title of an apostle or pastor or evangelist, but they don't see that calling on you and others acknowledge it, you might even have the fruit. 
if they personally don't see it and they go, I don't know how so-and-so is a is an evangelist. I don't see nothing evangelistic on. I don't see uh, nothing uh, evangelistic uh, on them. They're not going to prophesy to you. Why? Because they're not going to attach their name uh, to your ministry because they don't believe in your office. Second, they're not going to want to have to call you by an office that they don't believe you have. So if you, so if you, um, let me, let me get, okay, let me, let me help break this down. Uh, my family taught me manners. If you were introduced to me as an apostle, I'm going to call you apostle for as long as I know you. Even if I don't believe you have it, if you were introduced to me, if you were introduced to me as an apostle, I'm going to call you apostle. I don't deal with that conscious stuff. Why? Because I'm from the Bronx, man. I don't care that. I don't care about that stuff. I worry more about being polite. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you were presented to me as evangelist, you know, evangelist Rivera, I'm going to call you evangelist from now on. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Because I'm polite. You know, I'm not going to sit there and go, uh, hey, bro, 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 brother, or if I call you by your title, you know, I'm not going to feel like I'm uh, compromising my convictions. What does my view of you have to do with my conviction? It's just a word. It's just a word. And, and I see people breaking out in a rash. They can't even say it. You know, they, they you know. Out of respect, I will call you by the... Because that's how you was introduced to me. Even if I go, I don't know if they carry that. All right. So, so I, I'm going to go from, hey, apostle, to, hey, bro. Like, uh, I, I don't have those... I don't have that type of dishonor. The word apostle is just a word. It's just a word to me. It's just a word. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why I love being from New York because we don't care about like these idioms and these etymologies and these syntax like like we don't get caught up with. But I see people, some of y'all be getting real serious with that. Well, if I don't see it, I ain't going to call it. Hey, man, do you. Go ahead and be rude to somebody after you done first called them by an office and now you can't say it. Just know that if you started off with Hey, prophet. And now it's, hey, sis. Hey, sis Johnson. Hey, sister Johnson. Just know that that prophet is like, oh, they might not say nothing because, you know, if you say something, they make it seem like you're title hungry. But just know, let me give you an example. That's like, uh, watch this. Let me, let me give you, the, let me give you a perfect analogy. Let's say your father was never there for you. You know, never there for you. Or, you know, a mom, a mom. Let's say your mom was never, mom was never there for you. Maybe, let's say your mom was just disconnected, got, you know, never raised you, grandmama raised you or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And let's say at the latter end of your life, mama comes around, you know, and it's really, really uh, trying to make amends and, you know, in this particular area, you know, and then, um, let me tell you something, you know, in my culture, you know, um, I, you know, let's say her name was F Phyllis. If she, if, if mom comes around after 50 years of not being there, 
it is still a dishonor in my culture to sit here and say, hey, Phyllis. No, you be like, hey, mom. Now, there will be no emotional attachment to it. There'll be no, there'll be no, it wouldn't be a term of endearment based on experience, but you're honoring the office. Or oh, do you want a Bible verse? Honor your father and mother, which is the only commandment with promise. Do you see what I'm saying? So, um, and then at the end of the day, listen to me. It's just a three-letter word. Listen, it's just a three-letter word. Mom. It doesn't mean that they have been mom because auntie Polly was mom to you or grandmama or nana, you know, or papa, you know what I'm saying, was that person in your life. But it's just a word. Okay, let's get back to the prophetic. Okay, um, watch this. When a prophet personally doesn't believe in your office, even though others around you call you by that title, and let's just, let me just say that I've been there because I've encountered people who have the title and I haven't seen them birth anything. You know, how are you an apostle and you don't cast out demons? That's like my number one rule. Like if you don't cast out demons, baby, you not an apostle. Like, but that's my personal, personal. But if you was presented to me as an apostle and then I realized, oh, you don't, you don't cast out demons. Then I would begin to say, okay, let me see. Let me look for other fruit. And even if I don't see the fruit, okay, my personal conviction would be, you know, I don't think they're really an apostle. Maybe they are a pastor who's apostolic. You see what I'm saying? But I would never dishonor them in their own church. Hey, bro. And watch this. Okay, so watch this. So the reason why, another reason why, um, just one reason why the prophets are staying away from you and you're a person of influence and they don't prophesy to you is that it's because they don't want to put themselves in a position where the spirit of the Lord is going to come upon them and then they're going to have to prophesy to you and they don't want to acknowledge what they don't see in you. So watch this. So they, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I'm not going to go to that service because I know if I go there, the spirit of God is going to deal with me and I, I don't want to attach my name to that. Prophets do it all the time. I've seen it in I've seen it in events that I was sharing platforms and I've seen how they interact with each other and I've seen them literally walk out the building so that way when the prophetic flow is moving I'd see other visiting prophets literally leave the building not because of jealousy not because of anything but because I know because I've had conversations maybe with one or two of them and I know they don't personally like this particular pastor or leader or whatever the case may be they just happen to be part of the venue let me tell you something. And even preacher prophets do that with each other when they share venues. They won't go to each other's sessions. They won't go to each other's sessions. Um, now, 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 keep in mind, the person that says, I do what God says, God is above all. That I know you don't prophesy. I know you don't prophesy. Because every real prophet has personal struggle with prophesying to people 
that they don't like. That is biblical. Every prophet went through it. That is why Peter had a hard time going to Cornelius's house. He chose to never understand the vision on the roof. That's why Ananias did not want to go minister to Paul. That is why Jonah did not want to go to minister to Nineveh. And that's why you find many, 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 many references in scripture where the prophets would authentically just disobeyed. Now watch this. I could go even a step further and show you how great men of God honored people who didn't even carry the office, but they were still able to flow in that perspective. You got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Did you catch that? Oh, and another thing. What about Daniel? What about Daniel? He was in charge of all of Babylon's magicians. Tell me about, tell me about that. All of, all of Babylon's magicians were not Christians. Oh, you missed what I, you missed what I just said. You missed what I just said. All of Nebuchadnezzar's magicians were not Christian and in covenant with Jehovah, yet he was in charge of them. As a matter of fact, where was Daniel at? Where was Daniel with the whole, the fiery furnace? Where was that one? Where was he at with that? Oh, okay. Well, you, you see what I'm saying? All right. So, um, uh, what about Balaam? Balaam the prophet and a couple of, and a couple of, and a couple of others. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you one and you go read this. Elijah, you want to know why he was running away from Jezebel? Because he didn't like her. Oh, you want to know how I know he didn't like her? Because when when Elijah went and met with a a Amaziah, her son, Elijah actually told him, he said, he said, if it wasn't because uh, that I respect this other prophet that you deal with, I wouldn't prophesy to you because I don't like your mother. Elijah literally said that to him. And you said that to a king about the queen mother, it could cost you his life. He literally said that. He said, I'm only dealing with you. He said, he said, you and your mother, I don't want to even deal with you. As a matter of fact, you want to go a step further? Elijah even said that to Ahab. He said, I'm only giving you the word of the Lord because there is some good in you. I don't like your wife. So I'm not giving her nothing. How you a prophet and don't prophesy to Jezebel? Read the Bible. Elijah never prophesied to Jezebel. He never prophesied. Never gave a word to her. Read the Bible. Elijah never gave a word to Jezebel. He never gave a word. He gave, he gave a word to Ahab. He gave a word to Ahab. He gave a word to uh Ahab's son, Amaziah, and a couple of others, but he personally, in two references of scripture, said, I ain't prophesying to your mother. And as a matter of fact, he even said to one of her other sons, he said, when they called him a troublemaker, he said, I ain't no troublemaker, your mother's a troublemaker here. So what do you see? You see the prophet, you see the prophet not wanting to go. Do you want more scripture? Okay, so 50 men came to Elijah and said, come with us. And he said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. 50, 50 men died, 50 soldiers dead. All right, 50 more soldiers come. And then he goes, uh, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. Another 50 dead. And then the last 50 came and watch this. And the last 50, the last, let me tell you something. God was not killing those men. Elijah was killing those men. Let me say that again. God was not killing those men. Elijah was killing those. Elijah was abusing his office. All right, there's no way around that one. 
the last time the soldier, the captain said, hey, uh, don't kill me, man. I I'm just a soldier, man. Like, uh, please spare me and my man. And then, and then he said, all right, I'll go with you. All right, I'll go with you. All right. So, and don't even let me get started with Elisha and a couple of others and Micaiah. Micaiah didn't even like Ahab. Okay. So I'm only trying to help those of you that are super religious with like, nah, if God said it, you're going to do it. Obviously, uh, you're going to do it. Do every, does everyone does do it? No, there's a lot of disobedient prophets. Okay. So why? Here's the reason. Very simple is if I give you the word of the Lord, if I give you the word of the Lord and I don't like you or I don't believe in your office, Depending on my personal conviction and my maturity level, I can literally just not give you the word of the Lord and go home. Why? Because I don't want to attach my name to the person. And I have found that that is another reason. Why? Because a lot of prophetic people are concerned about their reputation. Why? Because they have mouths to feed. Oh, you missed that revelation. I know we don't like to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't like to talk about that. But the truth of the matter is, when uh, a mouthpiece of God lives off of itinerant ministry, well, anything that might potentially, it's unfortunate. It doesn't mean that they're compromised. It just means I don't like you. I don't like you. And you know what? Uh, it, you know, unless the prophet matures in that area, and able to give a word to someone that they don't like, they will be going home uh, disobedient. Now watch this, to, to make sure they never go home disobedient, they'll just never go around that person ever again. They'll just never go to the events. Uh, other prophetic voices can be traveling in that city and going to that church. And they're like, uh, I'm not going to that church again. Cause the last time I was there, the Lord wanted me to give a word to the pastor. I don't really like that pastor. I think they, they fugazi. I think they fugazi. I'm not feeling them. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to touch my name to that stuff. Uh, you know what? Mm, not going. I'm just not going to go. So watch this. So then the prophet reaches out to the other prophet and says, hey, man, I was in your town. Why you didn't come through? Oh, I was busy. But the truth of the matter, they were lying. They were lying. They just didn't want to go to that church because showing up to that. Let me tell you how bad it's gotten. Thank God for the pandemic, because now this. Well, this shouldn't exist when things get back to normal. Uh, but I'll tell you this. It was getting so bad. <laughs> it was getting so bad that, you know that folks just weren't even going to supporting. Let me tell you something. Folks didn't even just go to each other's events because watch this, showing up to your event is a cosign. Ah, uh, man, you're not ready for that. You're not ready. For those of you that go, man, that's sad. That lets me know you, you are not in prophetic ministry. You're not an itinerant minister. You're not a traveling preacher. You're not a person of influence. You're just a regular member of a church and you watch YouTube. You know what I'm saying? But for everyone else, Everyone else that's itinerant ministry, showing up, showing up is a cosign. And don't even let me get started with pictures. Did you catch what, did you catch what I just said? Did you catch it? Showing up is a cosign. If I show up, it's a cosign. And God forbid, showing up is a cosign. Listen, so, um, okay, watch this. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you how you're like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Okay, every itinerant minister that has some influence, 
Am I talking truth? Say something in the chat room. Am I talking truth? Those of you that had have followings, am I talking truth? How many times have you went to an event and they ignored prophesying to you? You want to know why they ignored prophesying to you? Because they don't like you. Or they don't believe you carry that office. So they don't want to have to call you apostle. Or they won't have they don't want to have to call you bishop. Or whatever, whatever, you know, what, however this thing used to be, because I don't even remember anymore because it's been six, six months. It's been six months uh, since uh, six months since since no, no, no platforms, <laughs> no, uh, nothing. All right. That's the reason why. How long have I been on? 33 minutes closing up. That's the truth. When a prophet don't like you. And when they don't, but now, now, now let me throw out another disclaimer here. Prophet, just because you don't think someone carries the office doesn't mean they don't have the office. I've fallen into that. There have been people that I'm like, that, that person is not an apostle. And then when I took time to really watch what God is doing, you know what I'm saying? I go, man, I was wrong in that. Like they're an apostle and this is their particular unique anointing their particular unique anointing. And I'll go, I've had to ask God to forgive me. And I've said, Lord, I, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that I judged them. And I'm like, forgive me, Father. Like, they really they really carry that thing. I, I guess I might have misjudged. I might have misjudged. You know, we've, we've all done it. How about this? We've misjudged someone for not having the office simply because we don't like their Facebook persona. And then you meet them in real life and you're like, oh, this person really carries the anointing for this thing. I've done that at least on several occasions. You know, like uh, maybe at least two times I can remember that I was like, oh, they don't carry that anointing. And then I got and then I got around their vicinity and I and I saw and I go, oh, wow, they really carry that. Like, man, they might not do deliverance, but they they still carry that anointing. You see what I'm saying? Just because you don't believe they carry it doesn't mean they don't carry it. Just because just because you only see what they want you to see on social media doesn't mean that that's the only thing that they do. How many of you can be honest that we've all misjudged? Hello, I repent. I've misjudged. I've misjudged at least on two occasions. People that I go, man, they get out of here, man. They ain't, they, they ain't no prophet. Get out of here with that. They prophet lying. You know, well, but I never said they prophet lying. I just didn't see the office of the, well, here was my thing. I was like, how you got the office of a prophet and I never see you prophesy? Like, that was my thing. Like, to me, you sound like more of a motivational encourager, but I don't see you prophesying. You know what I'm saying? So like, and then you get around them and then you, or you get within the vicinity and then God starts testifying of their gifts. And I, and I go, oh man, they really do got that. Maybe, maybe they're prophetic and prophesying is not something that they do consistently. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like this happens all, this happens all the time. But I would tell you this, I, I don't want to talk about jealousy and Envy, that's some that's another topic. But what I have I do want to tell you is this is sometimes if they don't believe in an office, if they don't believe in an office, uh hey apostle, happy birthday. Thank you so much. My birthday was yesterday, but thank you, thank you so much, Desiree. Amen. All right. 
um, when, a, when a prophet doesn't believe in an office on someone, they, they find it very, very, very hard. You want, a, you want a scripture reference? Paul was already winning souls, doing his thing at least for two years before he went to Jerusalem. And watch this. When he went to Jerusalem, you could go read this. Acts chapter 9 and Galatians chapter 2 talks about it a little bit more. The apostle Peter and the brethren, they didn't believe in him. They did not believe. They did not believe in Paul. They did not. Uh, they, they did not believe in Paul. It took a Barnabas to snap them out of that. They were like, yo, uh, y'all need to stop, man. Like this brother Saul is the real deal. Do you know what that is? That the 12 apostles, 11 plus Matthias, none of them believe in you? Like none of them. None of them. The Bible says, Paul even talked about, talked about it and says, I went to those who were apostles before me. And look what Paul said. None of them gave me the right hand of fellowship. You know what that is? Paul was name dropping. Paul was like, none of them gave me the right hand of fellowship except Barnabas. He said, except Barnabas. You know what that is? That Peter? No wonder by Acts chapter, uh, Galatians chapter two, Paul was like, I, I don't mind going at Peter because you ain't my friend anyway. Oh, did I say that? Paul and Peter were not friends. They were not friends. They were not friends. You don't call somebody out who's your friend and embarrass them in front of everybody. Oh, uh, y'all not ready for that. Y'all not ready for that. No, 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 no. You don't, and then write about it and say, yeah, this apostle Peter, man, I corrected him to his face in front of everybody. Nah, don't play that. That's dishonor. That's dishonor. Paul dishonored Peter. He could have pulled him to the side and said, yo, you ain't walking right. You want to know why he, you want to know why he said that in front of everybody? Because he was already still feeling a certain type of way. Because you didn't like me anyway, Peter. Remember when I first came around? You didn't even want to give me the right hand of fellowship. Did you catch what I just said? It's easy to rebuke somebody publicly on Facebook that you felt don't like you. I'm going to leave it there. Last, the reason why they won't prophesy to you is if they don't believe in your office, they're going to have a hard time. They are going to have a hard time giving you a word. And a prophet, and those of you that are prophets watching me, no, no, don't even sit here and lie. Don't even sit here, sit here and lie and say, oh, it's kind of easy for me. In the beginning, it was not, e it was not easy for you. No, it was not. No, it was not. That's a reason. That's not all the reasons, but that is a reason. That is a reason. And if that's you, prophet, one, you're not alone. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I'm still maturing in some, uh, I'm maturing in some, in some stuff, but Hopefully this word will help somebody make some, be clear on some stuff. 
and like, okay, mm, makes sense. Let me get, I'll end with this last example. Uh, I'm going to use the title apostle, you know, um, and those of you that are apostle and prophet know that people have done this to you. They can't even say your title because their denomination doesn't really, uh, really accept. Let me give you an example. So, uh, I know this denomination that doesn't really believe in the prophets. They believe in the uh, the gift of prophecy, but they're not really, um, you know, prophetic people type. And watch this. When And I've seen them with my own eyes. They'll get around people who have a genuine call for the apostle and they can't address them as apostle. They'll say bishop. They'll go, hey, bishop. And I'll go. So when I'm there, I'll call the person apostle, you know, uh, I'll call the person apostle. Like, hey, God bless you, apostle, you know, especially if I know they're carrying it. But then I'll see others in their denomination or they can't say it. They'll be like, hey, bro, hey, brother, uh, hey, bishop, because in their mind, that's the highest you can go. So they they see the fruit, but they can't say the title. They just, they just can't say it. So they'll just be like, hey, uh, obispo. Dios te bendiga, obispo. 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 <laughs> Glory. How many of you know that you've seen it all the time? Let me give you an example. Those of you that are fivefold, how many of you have dealt with this hanging out and fellowshipping with your denominational friends? Right? They can't do it. They can't even say the title. They can't say the title. They can't even say, get around some denominational people and you're a prophet. Watch them not be able to call you prophet. They'll just say, brother, you know, they'll just humanize you to call you by your name. You know, hey, Alex, how you doing, broski? And don't be calling me no broski, man. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. I don't know you like that. You know what I'm saying? Call him men of God. by the. Let me tell you something. I don't know, man. I was trained different. I don't call my pastor by his first name. Hey, Bob. Hi, Bill. How you doing, John? What? Get out of here with that, man. Like, I don't know where they learn that stuff from, man. I, I can't do that. I would, I, I could at least say pastor. Now say it with me for those of you that are denominational folks. Say it with me. Apostle. Apostle. Apostle, apostle, say it, come on, say it, say it, get delivered, apostle, apostle, say it, prophet, say it, come on, it's easy, prophet, prophet, now say it together, apostle and prophet, say it. have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family.
This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.